you're probably expecting to hear a warning about swearing at this point. But I'm here to tell you we've turned a leaf. We're going to try this episode with some clean language for our audience that might be offended by swearing normally. So here we go. It's what ails you. Clean language version. Wow. Quain, you ready? Damn. This beer's fucking good. God damn it. What? Well, good thing we kept the beeper. Oh. Yeah, that didn't get us very far. Guys, we swear. Sorry. Per usual. I guess we'll try it again another day. Yeah, my bad. Welcome to What Ails Ya, a podcast about beer, the people who make it, and the ultimate question, what ails ya? All right, Quinn. So you swore. Yeah. Ruined our intro. I know. Fuck it. Right? Yeah. So what are you drinking? I had the deep roots in my hand. Okay. Tell me more. So obviously uh, this episode is going to be Red Cypress with Garrett Ward. Mm -hmm. So I thought, why not open the deep roots? This is an award-winning beer. We should try it before we go in. Okay. And and get to know the flavors before we get to know the man. Yeah. And uh, I'm anxious. I'm I'm excited to see what information we're going to get. Because another award-winning brewery... Yeah. In our hands, and we get to speak to a uh, very young, promising brewer, and I'm excited. It is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, if you don't know, Deep Roots, uh, this last year, was awarded a silver medal at the Great American Beer Festival. Mm-hmm. It was one of two awards given to Florida breweries, the other one being awarded Co- to Coppertail. Yeah, Coppertail got it. So, it's pretty awesome that we have that actually right here in Central Florida. So, guys, we're back in Central Florida for this week's episode. We're home. And it was good. It was good to uh, come back home, get back, and uh, come locally and, and, and be able to have that time to regroup, get our stuff together, and yeah. I'm excited to hit the road again, though. Yeah. But for now, but for now, we are local. And, uh, and it is a little drive as we talk about Central Florida. We're in Winter Springs. Mm-hmm. And so... Winter Springs is interesting, though, because I, I don't know of many breweries out there, in fact. so Well, there we, are a few. Like, in that area, you know, it, it, we, we've talked a lot about this. Like, we want to be in Central Florida because there's a lot of breweries to highlight, right? Yeah, of course. We live here. We know them. So we have an obligation to go and visit. We want to meet the brewers. And they're making good beer. They're making award-winning beer. Award-winning. All right. But if you're in Orlando proper, it's not like Red Cypress is... The neighborhood brewery. Right. But if you're in Winter Springs, it is the neighborhood brewery. And it's a damn good neighborhood brewery. It's amazing. Right now what I'm drinking as an award winning, the flavor's there. Yeah. And I'm liking it a lot. So I'm from Wisconsin. And the history of Wisconsin is that it's a brewing state. Germans came and settled. And in each small town, there was a brewery. And for certain members of the community, that was their thing. They were the town brewery. And each small community had one, and it was important. It's just like Jeff from Central 28 said. He wanted to name it Central 28 because there was this idea that his business would be central to the community. Just like in the history of beer making, a brewery always has been. So that's pretty cool that you know that a lot of these brewers we're meeting have that tie to their community. That's exactly what, what they did at Red Cypress. So we met Ryan Parker, the owner, and his dad, Chris. Right. Yeah. And they decided that, you know, we should we should stay local. He's a UCF alumni, so we want to make this brewery local to UCF. Turns out there was some laws, some things preventing them from opening up 
the brewery proper in that area, and so they had to go a little bit further out. But they landed on the Winter Springs community, and it seems like they're pretty happy there. And I'm glad, because here's a brewery that my wife works there in Winter Springs, and she does have a friend that has a brewery, which I'm sure we will cross their path sometime on this tour. But for me, the excitement was, as you know, um, I have this tattoo. My Bookhouse Boys tattoo. Yeah. And what does that mean? It goes over a lot of people's heads until maybe a few listeners went, oh, shit, that's a Twin Peaks reference. And it is. And for me, the Percolator. There's a beer that just came out. And for me, I geeked out. So what did I do? Of course I'm going to go there like a few Mm -hmm. weeks prior and scope the place out, as I usually do. And I was able to have the percolator and that cherry flavor and that, that, that coffee flavor of that stout. Friends, Garrett knows damn well what he's doing. And I was excited to even hear the night I really kind of heard about the percolator was that he was listening to this podcast. Yeah. The time I introduced myself, he's like, oh, I know that voice kind of feel. And I was like, hey, okay. And he's already heard the podcast by now. He's in this community, and yeah. I loved it. I loved yeah. meeting him, and, you know, Mandy, his girlfriend, she's with Coppertail, and it's just a great community. So, yeah, let's go out there. Even yeah. though it is Central Florida, we did go a little hop, skip, and a jump to Winter Springs, and it's he's doing great stuff. Yeah. I, I hope you we You know what's notable about, about this, this interview that you're about to hear is it's with somebody who is impressive in his field and young uh, to, to my knowledge, he's one of the youngest brewers in central Florida, 30 years old that is making award winning product. Yeah. Uh, doing it with a passion and well, like we always say, it's worth a visit. Uh, and if you're lucky enough to live in, in winter Springs where you have a local brewery, I hope you've been there. Yeah. Cause you're pretty lucky to have these amazing tasting beers. Yeah. Yeah. So how about we go at it? Yeah. Right? Let's do it. Let me go talk to him. All right, guys. uh, Enjoy the episode. We're enjoying this award-winning beer. Yeah. All right. Give us a second. We'll be in there. All right. Um, So, first off, uh, I'm a huge Twin Peaks fanatic. Huge Twin Peaks. Did you check out the label? I saw the label. I saw the label. Uh, there's some there's some nuance. It's not in your face. No, I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's there. The Black Lodge is there. I know the uh, the cave with the you know the owl. Yeah, that the diamond yeah. with the owl was on there. I have a Bookhouse Boys tattoo. Um, not sure if I'm excited for May 21st of uh, another season of Twin Peaks, but uh, I don't have Showtime yet. There's been a lot of nostalgia. My assistant and I talk about this all the time. It's just this resurgence of nostalgia stuff like but the i feel like the second season of the sequels are never very good not very good i I, when i tell people when you find out what the main question of the show was like when you find out who killed laura palmer do you go further and i kind of like tell people it's up to you it's up to you do you want this whimsical there's more to it or do you want it when i tell people about twin peaks i have to warn them because someone told me this like uh i think to your to your point, right when they when you find out who killed Laura Palmer, I think that's when David. A few episodes after that, David Lynch leaves. Yeah, he leaves, and yeah. they, the episodes get really slow. But you don't know why. But someone pointed that out to me. Okay, but then he comes back. 
yeah, and then he finishes out, and up. then it's like it's right back on track. It's, yeah, I think uh, it's know. the last three episodes. I think he comes back, and then you just yeah. get the whole what the Black Lodge is and how we we're gonna finish that. So I am excited that he is actually working on the new one. Me so too. That uh, I that's the only reason why I think I'm going Showtime in May is to. I don't know how I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess uh, there will always be ways to watch it afterwards. But, um, yeah, so the percolator. Um, you wanted to make a coffee? Is that what it was? You had to well, make a coffee? Well, I forget where the idea came from. It was, I think it was coffee and cherry. Um, and then I, I can't remember who brought it up, but there's like, that's what Dale Cooper, the cherry pie and the coffee. Yeah. So I guess what we what, where that beer came from is we had we had our bourbon barrel uh, Hollow Earth, but we wanted to blend something with it, and I didn't have any extra of that first batch, so we brewed a whole another batch of Imperial Stout that we wanted to make different, but we needed a little bit to blend back into Hollow Earth just so it wasn't insanely hot. Right. Um, so we're just going through different ideas, trying to figure out exactly something something different to do than just a regular imperial style so is there a fish in the percolator or no uh not in this one so we i think that's we wanted to put the whole quote as the name but it was yeah. like i yeah. don't know if we can if people will get it i think so i mean you with beer what we're realizing now as jeff and i are doing like this tour is we're meeting a lot of people who get it like you know you have a king diamond hat on now you know i'm meeting the the music in it the tv like we're all geeks oh absolutely we're, yeah we're, we're all geeks and i I find out if I am going to sit down and have a beer with somebody, I am going to wind up talking about, yeah, that show was the shit back in the day, or the, oh man, you actually have heard of that movie when it was only on VHS and stuff like that. So I really enjoy the fact that you made a Twin Peak beer. I love it. Twin Peaks for me, that was my show, 1989. Uh, That was... I watched it when it was live. Yeah? Yeah, I did. I'm older, so... I mean, I'm sure, obviously, I was probably... Yes, I was a lot... Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't have been watching TV at that point. No, right? So let's get into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're a head brewer here at Red Cypress. Yes. Uh, how old are you? Uh, I'm about to turn 30. About to 30? Turn okay. Yeah. And how long have you been brewing? Um, let's see. Professionally here, I'm sure someone will call me out on this, uh, but professionally, four years. Okay. If I can. And then we homebrewed seriously for probably about a year or two before that, but then just a, a year before that, just kind of did it. Whenever it, oh. it didn't really it didn't really grab me till about two or three years into home brewing, and and where was this when when where were you from where were you originally um, from? originally from Richmond Virginia but I've been here I think almost twenty years now okay so, so yeah my fam most of my family is in Richmond um, but I, I I have two homes so I have Richmond and I have here I I did most of my growing up here my parents still live on Doctor Phillips in Doctor Phillips so yeah we haven't we haven't moved I'm the only one that has moved quite. 20 minutes down the road. And so you were, you were just recently there in Virginia. And yes. And who was there? Who, like, who are you? Uh, my grandparents. Okay. Uh, but we went to go, we went to D.C. for uh, a little sh- uh, show. So speaking of nostalgia, uh, band got back together. Uh, I feel kind of nerdy saying this. but Please it was like, it. I'm excited. I hate, and I hate the word screamo because I don't think it's screamo, uh, but City of Caterpillar got oh, back yeah. together. Did they really? Yes. Uh, and then I also saw them at Melody Chaos. got back together. So they played a show in D.C. So we Get out, City of Caterpillar. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard that name in probably 10 years, 15 yeah. years. Uh, no, so. it's, it's making the resurgence. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah last time I think I saw them, 4 or 3 Chaos was this uh, when I was in Tampa. And I meant to mention this in the, in the Cigar City episode, and it will probably come up in a cycle or a, a Green Bench episode, that 
that was that's music was at its best for me really was 403 chaos was this nonprofit record store yeah that steve heritage he he's produced many uh ass he was in ass suck he was in ass suck and bands like that uh he's produced hot water music oh, yeah. and so he um when uh working there it was just basically every band that played you had a dollar per band and then a dollar for the house oh, absolutely yeah. so it was just the best thing and i'm sure dc did i mean like the punk rock the hardcore bands that was it they just played they wanted to play for the kids that uh, were on no, the floor i, I and danced. still get uh i still get mad when i have to pay like 10 bucks for a show or of something course. like that yeah it, it's funny like bruce springsteen put a put a price tag on it i'll pay it but any other band i'm like no way dude it's yeah. like come on what are you doing man it's just it's that's not fair no i think uh iron maiden tickets go on sale this friday for a tampa show yeah and i'm sure those will be stupid expensive oh, of but, course but i'll go and tampa they're probably where they're playing uh, uh i think the at the amelie are they, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, and I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be packed. I'm sure there's gonna yeah. be that that wave of everybody in their fifties all the way to like every, anybody in their late twenties. Oh, they're one of the bands that will just bring anyone and everyone out. Oh, of course, yeah. I've seen them I think twice in my time, and they're they've always put on a show, and they're oh, great. absolutely, yeah. they're great. I mean, honestly, it's funny. You see me, you don't think, oh yeah, he's seen probably I don't know how many Slayer shows I've seen in my time, or or I used to be the one in any hardcore pit running around like crazy. Uh... With the C three PO tattoo, I would imagine <laughs> you're not too far from me. From that, uh, I love fr- from me. People, it, it's funny. People are shocked when they look at me, and I, I have tattoos uh, where I work. It's kind of just like, oh, like what if I uncover? They're like, oh, I would not expect to see that on your arm. And I'm like, I think I'm at six tattoos now. It's shocking. And the wife, we have matching tattoos, which I love. Aww. So, oh yeah, it's a it's, it's a romance made. And how long you've still been married since you've had these tattoos? Uh, so we've been married. Uh, May will be three years and we've been together for five we've been together for five in october 22nd so uh that's when we met and it was unbelievable that was awesome that was five years ago so yeah no jillian's amazing she's she's rad and thank you for bringing that up because i love that <laughs> so so you're from virginia you move in you move down here when you're 10 and about 10 10 or 11 something like that yeah game. And so, uh, was it easy to get used to Florida? Because from Virginia, you're, you got a lot of. Uh, we actually up there. we moved. We came. We moved in New Orleans for a little while before here. Um, but I was nice. so young. I moved here in fifth grade. So I mean, yeah, I, I really don't remember all too right. much about having a hard time. And what was the move for? Just family, dad, jobs. Yeah, yeah dad. dad. What's dad do? Uh, real estate. Real estate. Yeah. It was better down here, huh? Um, he was run- so he actually. Worked for the big corporate America real estate deal, and they, yeah, he was transferred between different branches. So yeah, he was he has since now since the economy that went to shit, and then now he has started his own business. Good so, for him. Yeah, I like hearing that. Brothers, sisters, brothers. Yeah, younger yeah. brother. Younger brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're the older one. Yes. Didn't you turn him on to beer or? I think so. It yeah. took him. Um, it took him a little while. He's totally totally like a college he went to fsu so all about the natty light like <laughs> it took me a while to convince him that you know yeah it might be a dollar more but there's just as good drinking beers as natty light but you're not you're not feeding the machine yeah so. yeah don't don't try feeding the machine it's just I, I with you is that a polar opposite then because you looking at you or knowing you um yeah you're very much not that and so your brother uh, was he a fraternity guy or no? It was just no, like he just uh, went to school up there. And yeah, he just went just, to school up there. I think he just had friends, and that was just kind of what the next did. evolution. Since then, now he's—I call him a hippie. He will probably hate me for that, but he's 
the last few years he's been in Yosemite, uh, working in Yosemite National Park in California. Excellent, like, really. Yeah, he he is total like nature boy. Oh, we would love that. Then uh, my wife and I. Uh, Northwest, we love it. That's our, that's oh, our absolutely. thing. Absolutely. It's, it's insane out there. We would love to take the corgis on a, a, a nature trail anywhere up there. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, so you come down here, um, go to school here, yeah. high school? Uh, where you... High school, went to Dr. Phillips, and then ended up going to Valencia for music, uh, music production. Okay. Uh, but I was so over that by the time I was done with school that I didn't want anything to do with it. So. No, it makes sense. I, I think a lot of people had that problem. Uh, I got out of high school. I moved up to Tampa. I opened a record store for a bit, then moved to Tampa to work at a record store. And then after that, I just said, why not go to film school, see what it's like. That kind of changed me. 17 years ago, I did it and doing film, you know, I did it, but, um, there's more. I realize with everything that we're doing now, there's so much more out there. Absolutely. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I am. So you left Valencia. Uh, what do you play then if you're doing, is it music production? or? I uh, went for music production, thought, you know, had the dream of, you know, owning my own record studio and blah, blah, blah. But um, I play the drums where I used to play the drums. They sit in a room now. Uh, they're set up, but I just don't, I just don't get to touch them very often. I'm trying to give mine to this, uh, to Jeff over there. Um, no, he, he's got such a small apartment that I'm like, one day, I will pay your rent to get those drums out of the garage. Because <laughs> yeah. even Jillian's like, you don't play them, let's get them out. And I never but will. one day I might be a rock star, you know? Yeah, you never uh, know. I hope not. Um, no, you know, I miss. I'm always uh, tapping my, my knees, yeah. tapping, you know, tapping a table. So sometimes when it is us doing these, these interviews, I, it's hard to keep my hands off the table. Because I'm very, not just ADD, I just have rhythm always going on. So it's like I want to tap, want to tap, want to tap. You start homebrewing. What were the things that you, any aspirations when you were homebrewing? Was there stuff that you wanted to make? Um, or was this a career choice that you wanted to make? I don't, I don't really know. Um, homebrewing, what were you working? Like, what, what were you doing when you were homebrewing? Oh, I've, I've been in the service industry since my first job. Um, yeah. I, I thought, I kind of gave up school. I finished music production and went back to school to start my AA. Okay. But I kind of, being honest, I hate school. Yeah. Um, it's just not for me. Um, so I kind of realized I really liked working in the service industry. I just kind of thought that that's where I was going to end up. Ended up working at Ravenous Pig. I mean, we ended up, I was brewing at the time, right. working at shitty P.F. Chang's. Um, and then just kind of, I guess, home caught the homebrew bug. So then did you meet James and Julie when it came to Ravenous Pig? Were they saying, yes. come, so they said, come to us? Or? So I, I where I guess where where it all started was I started bugging Ron um, over at where it was Shipyard Emporium. It's no longer there now. Right. But I worked in the kitchen over there, and just working in kitchens don't pay very well. Um, so eventually went to another place, but then ended up at the Ravenous Pig uh, working yeah, behind the bar. Yeah, it was bar. right next door. You yeah. were right there. Um, yeah. Was that a money move? Yes. But was that I knew I could get my foot in the door? Oh yes. With cask and larder mm-hmm. easier? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I, I like what Larry's doing there with his beers. I mean, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's a good guy, and we hope to speak to him very soon about doing this because he's just a, he seems like a really cool guy. Uh, I think he also has a Star Wars tattoo. I think he has the Death Star Does on he? his arm. Uh oh, I can't remember. Uh oh, I don't know about three PO. I don't know if he's gonna dig that. So then, uh, so Ravenous Pig, that definitely is it, though. That's gonna get your foot in the door, right? Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I was I was bugging Ron hard before. For that, okay, but uh, just with any homebrew question and any just anything in general. And was that 2013, 14? 
Pine this is this is the one thing I was afraid of when this on this show. I am I am not very good at dates. Oh, I'm terrible at it. Uh, so. No, but uh, this past three episodes, you've been like, it was you know this, or even like band or band or album names. You're like this year, this song. I was like, I oh, mean, I don't know if I can. Uh, that's it, though. I mean, everybody always says it. it's like if it's about a band, if it's about a movie. Oh, ask Quain. He he. That's that's all. It's it, that encyclopedia is up there. My own life. Oh shit, forget it. it it's funny. when you ask me like how long you've been married or. Uh, you know, like with Jillian and I, yes, dates, but then I'm like, five years ago is a, uh, have yeah. the one, uh, carry the remainder. It's like, wow, I don't. My dad's really good at it. He will, oh, this song came out when your mom and I first got married and it was this day at this time. I was like, how do you remember that? Just having my birthday last week, it's just like, always a reminder. There's always a reminder. You're getting yeah. older and that, that <laughs> yeah. those, those memories, they stay, but timelines. It, it, there's a quote in the movie Magnolia. Which, it's one of my favorite films ever. And Jason Robart's last film, and the one thing he mentions is timelines. And every time I forget something, I always think that the one thing that you forget, and it is that timelines. It's like, oh shit, that, that starts to hit first. And once oh, that I think, starts to uh, go, once that's after high school, it just it yeah. flies by. And time, yeah, that's the thing. Time definitely flies. So time flies to 2015. Is, who's the first uh, head brewer here who, who uh, me so you yeah, open this place yep. Uh, awesome yep so I've been here since there was nothing since there was holes in the floor okay so I like hearing that because we right now sitting in the brewery uh, we're tucked away in the back we have these cans that you kind of bring in so let's talk about that really quick because I like this I like what we're, we're we have overlooking us a Budweiser can, a Bud Light can, sure. We have those guys there. But then we have like a Tomoka oh, Crowler there, anything, Prairie Crowler from, there. From the can that came out yesterday to a can that came out that was buried in the dirt years ago. And we brought you one. Our uh, Westbrook. Yeah, we brought, we yeah. brought you that uh, the Westbrook goes because that thing. That was probably one of my favorite beers of last year. That yeah. Was, yeah, that was amazing. Um, I, I can't say I'm a fan of Goza's, but no. that was one of, that was kind of, I think, one of the first ones that surfaced for me yeah um girlfriend loves it yeah um i think i think it is i think a lot of people love it oh a lot of people love it but i think and that's that's interesting that we we say we don't like it because can red cypress ever make one yes uh we attempted um that is one style that i'm kind of bugs me um because i just haven't been able to really nail it Mm -hmm. down um do you find that to be Maybe because of the passion for it that you don't like it, or is it is it more of a science? No, because I think then, that's, or is it? I think that's more of a challenge. Is yeah, when yeah. it's when I want to brew something, especially if it's something I don't like, but making it to the point where everyone else likes it, I think that's more of a challenge for me. Um, no, I think it's just in getting that certain technique down to where you get that right sourness, that right salinity, and. I think with our first batch that we did when we first opened, I was kind of scared yeah. of making just this salt bomb. Right. Um, that yeah. I just didn't salt it enough. And it was... Salt I changes it, everything. Yeah, I think I it mean, was historical yeah. on point, but it wasn't like anything like Westbrook or the Anderson Valley where it's just in your face. And I like to call them like monster truck flavors. They just It was very subtle um, and very just like your historical style. And I know uh, we bring up the girlfriend because she gets a lot of beer. She works in the industry yes. as well. Uh, she was the kind of the head honcho over at Red Light for a little while. Yep. Um, but now she works for Coppertail. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's kind of 
when when we see uh, when we see Mandy out and about, it's it's nice because every there's such a great respect. I feel like everybody is always excited. You're here at Red Cypress. She's at Copper Tail. That night, we all basically the launch of the podcast was at ten ten. Yeah. I love that. There's such a great family when it comes to oh, absolutely and to this beer community. That is the biggest thing. I think people will harsh on me because I'm a little tough. I think or a little honest, maybe too honest sometimes. Let's get into it. Um, but no, I, I want this. I want this community to be the best it can be. I want. I agree. I, well, she wants to be able to go to shotgun beers with everybody at some place. I want to be able to hang out. <laughs> I had to do one with her. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised. Age, She's yeah. kind of a bully when it comes to that. But yeah, no, I, I think I, really... I made that promise too. I'd never do one, and I did. <laughs> it's just like okay, yeah, Eric over at. Uh, of Eric Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah, her big, and him were He's just a big bully, too. Or yeah. New Year's Eve? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I heard about the stovepipe. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, I was okay without... Was that at 1010 or... No, that was apparently at New Year's Eve at, at Topher? Topher. They did oh. shotguns. Oh, that uh, is a stovepipe. Yes, yes, that's what that's what I did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't imagine later. you're not going to do one after that. That was probably uh, uh, yeah. Horrifying. I'm okay after that. That's it. I said <laughs> I did mine. I think that was the historic. There was a there was a photo I, I of it my out there. Yeah, and now I'm not going to do that ever again. So um, I do love that community, and I, we talk about the geekage of this, uh, the snobbery. Uh, we're not going to be the mayors of trying to eliminate the word snob. I mean, this this comes now that we have some. We could say whatever we want in different avenues of social media that we feel like we have a voice for anything when it's our really our opinions, and I don't think we have a, a space and time to be a snob. Uh, so I like that you guys more geek out over beer and you want to talk about it and you all just like to be around each other and, and yeah. drink each other's beer, and I think that's wonderful. And the community here, it's growing and growing and growing, and I, f- I feel like when Jeff and I got into this, who are we going to meet and what are we really getting into? And everybody's been really amazing in, in this industry. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. We meet another side where the people like to share the bottles. Um, and then we meet a lot of people, and that's more or less on the internet. And then we meet a lot of the people <laughs> making it. And you know, we want to bring this togetherness. And, and this community is extremely friendly. I, I, I find yeah, that. So, so far, I feel like it's going to change here shortly, but I, you know, I'm that. interested to see what happens. It is kind of like a movie trailer right now. Like, like we're giving you the beginning of the movie yeah. and what's on the horizon is like that the music starts to get more intense yeah. and then it's like coming soon, you know, and am I, am I, you know, and we want to be a voice. Uh, we've heard from some of the breweries that you guys have a chance to utilize more and we're like, yeah, like let's, let's first do these episodes and see where we go because we're having a lot of fun. And we're realizing how, oh, how sure. amazing people are. There's always beer. There's, <laughs> there is always beer. Uh, so you come in here in, uh, in 2015, so mm-hmm. October to be exact. Uh, so we started, we had some permitting issues in the beginning, I'm sure, just like everyone else has horror stories. Um, so I started in April, um, but we didn't open the doors till October. I think our, our official like, grand opening opening is like November something. Okay. Like I get, like a, we were talking about before. I don't oh, yeah, remember timelines. dates. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. And then what was what were the how many beers were on tap? Like how many did you have? Um. So, and I'll tell anybody this now: if you ever open up a brewery, do not open up without your own beer. We opened up with one beer, uh, and that wasn't enough. Um, and why is that? Why why open up with your own beer? I think it just leads to people being frustrated, especially for something like someone like us like we you have to drive a little bit to get here and just i think to come here and like oh there's only one beer right um 
yeah, I can go drink blah, all these guest taps at anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but and what was I that guess, one beer? What was that one? Uh, we had Honey Brown, and people still, to this day, ask for that beer. And why can't why can't we ever see it again? I, it was it was a I don't know. Uh, it's just I think I don't want to brew it because people wanted. It's just a, it was a regular brown ale. There was nothing special about it. Um, that you felt right? Yeah. Can you can you make a twist of the brown ale? Or uh, I there... thought of, I thought about bringing because literally someone once a week will come in here and ask if we're brewing it. I don't know if it's the same guy <laughs> that just keeps coming in here once a week, but the, uh, the bartenders yes. always tell me that the people keep asking for this beer. So it's in the, my back of the, in the back of my head, but yeah. it's just not something. It's me. I actually come in. I have a yeah, mustache yeah. and like I have a. It's a Groucho Marx glasses. Where's Honey mustache. Brown? Where's that Honey Brown? So, um, so that was the one beer. I mean, honestly, I think brown ales are just kind of fading from just the scene in general. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I could see that uh, when we talk about what more we're seeing Berliners and Gozas and, and yeah, you absolutely. Know, yeah, yeah. These these are starting to pop up really everywhere. Everybody's trying to make one, mm-hmm. and and they're good. I mean, if you're if you're trying your heart out and you make it right, uh, we're figuring there is a science to making it. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, but uh, yeah, if you're if you could do it, not wasting any of the the hops or anything like that then but okay so october 15th oh, november 15th you're opening you have the one the brown um, and then we can we kind of i think every other every other day or every three days we would put more and more on some of them with some the five you still see uh here those are kind of our flagships deep roots devil's chair spook hill uh fru de la terre and then death roll um so those those all came out um what we put on after that we did we did the flaming goza which was our goza yeah and now when we say red cypress though what where, where, where's that come from like um that that came from ryan specifically um so that wasn't supposed to be like the name of a like a beer or like that was just no i think that was just like right the name the of the brewery right off the bat um i'm sure there's a story behind it somehow right uh but a lot of people ask in our logo we we highlight the enr yeah uh, that's what that doesn't say, mean yeah. anything no okay. uh, it's just the logo just the it way just it worked fit with out. the tree yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome though i like you know obviously i have i have a designer and i and jeff brennan trust me he is an amazing designer photographer uh i'm surrounded by this creativity so when we see we see logos oh yeah we like we like to pick them apart oh absolutely and, oh absolutely yeah. so it's just fun to just to hear them get into it. I, I would love to have Jillian and Jeff do an episode together just based on design of cans and logos and just let them hear you guys go. I get to drink a beer. You guys talk and see you later. Well, there's even, I mean, that's such a huge, I am a, I'm a stickler for that here where I just, there's, a, there's this one or two brews that whether they're award winning and blah, 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 or sought after, I refuse to drink their beer just because their on? branding is just so bad. Okay, so let's like, talk about yours. Who does the who does the, the um, design here? So we've that is a big thing. We are kind of really evolving on a daily basis of where we started from is not where we are right now. Um, I had a friend of mine who did the the initial logos with um, Deep Roots Devil's Chair, Death Roll, and all our flagships. But since now we've we were kind of. We hadn't found ourselves when we when we did those labels, and now we're really getting into these kind of more aggressive, more out there labels. Um, we have a an in-house graphic designer, Justin, who kind of lays out everything, and then we have another illustrator. I think his name's Robbie. That's done Erlene, Not Alone, yeah. Uh, he, well, the, just our flagships and 
and those cans are polar opposites just in general. Yeah, and that's excellent. I mean, then we look at the percolator. Yeah, that, 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 that was all. Out. That was all done by Justin. Really? Yeah, because uh, awesome. he probably hates hates it, but I am like over his shoulder, like change this, change this. I didn't like this, but I like this. Like, no, it's yeah, your brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is. You're putting the liquid in there. Absolutely. And, yeah. And so we're canning. You <clears throat> you do make cans here. Mm-hmm. So uh, when did that start happening? Um, and which ones are we seeing on cans? We try. We always. Uh, so we started in July. Um, we always have Deep Roots and Devil's Chair. Uh, we are actually canning for the, well, I guess not the first time, but the second time, but we're, it's going to be out all the time. Uh, Spook Hill is coming at the nice. end of this week, or I guess technically the release date is next Wednesday. Okay. Um, and then we got Never Nude, uh, blueberry, huge blueberry beer coming out and cans. Uh, we prefer to can, I would say most, if it's not coming from wood, Right. Uh, it's going to be in can. Okay. And the blueberry, uh, which one's that one? Uh, we called it Never Noon. It's a oh, that's, okay. Arrested that's Development one. reference. Okay. Yeah. Um, but a huge, just huge, it's actually of yeah. blueberries in it. Yeah. That was actually, prob- I'm not the biggest of Arrested Development fans, but that David Cross being the the big blue was that Absolutely. Was really it is, that was really fun. That was kind of the idea behind the beer. I wanted this... I, I wanted this beer to be so blue, or I guess it's essentially purple at this point, but yeah. I just wanted it to be so blue, I'd feel like if you touched the beer, you'd be leaving marks around the house, like he was with when he dressed right. up as... Uh, so what about the boys in the, the, boys in the hood? Like, yeah. is that... People asked me all week last week when I took the photo, or like, was that really the color of that beer? And yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah I, was, really I was... I'd never had a boysenberry before, so I was surprised by the right. color of the beer when it came out. Um, but, I mean, think about that color... But on steroids, so it is two thousand pounds of blueberries in this batch. Um, it will be. It's going to be purple. Any uh, any of the blueberries out there that inspired this one? Was there anything you tried um, out there? So that's kind of it's kind of an amalgamation of two ideas. Um, you've got your tired hands does this milkshake series, milkshake IPA series. Yes. Um, so it's kind of in theory on paper, it's a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also wanted to do, um, I've never had, got to try it, but McKellar does a Spontan Blueberry, right. which is just like over-the-top blueberry. Yeah, I forget how many pounds per gallon it is, but it's just insane. So it was just kind of an amalgamation of those two ideas. And, yeah, just honestly just trying to put as many blueberries as I can in the tank is just seeing if it worked out. And do you get to brew... Not all your ideas, but how many? What's the percentage of the, the you? They're they're all mine. Um, oh really? I mean, I Good. say they're all mine. Uh, sometimes I let my assistant kind of like when I go out of town, just kind of like a thank you for helping me out and taking on the workload. Like brew your own beer. Um, awesome. So he's put out one or two, um, but I have creative freedom. Um, we do collaborate quite a bit. Um, I can't come up with new ideas every day i wish right. i could come well i can't come up with unique ideas every day no. so um but would you like to, i mean you could i mean honestly i think as you and i go our brains go as fast as well when know, i was working casco it was a little it was a little easier right because i had here we have distributors we have all this like we have to keep up with the uh, demand with uh deep sure. roots and devil's share and flagship beers so i'm a very i get very inspired at the last minute Okay. Um, so unless I work very well under pressure, I guess what I'm saying is 
So I like trying to come up with ideas that we're not brewing this beer for another six months, but we have to get all these things in line, like right. labels and things like that. It's just, it's kind of intense. So it's a lot of, a lot of lately it's been a collaborative effort of I like that. Yeah. what, what do we want to do kind of, kind of thing. So. Any ideas that haven't been made that you'd like to see? Ah, uh, man. Um, no, I don't. Oh, awesome! Think so. We're I think we're right now. We're kind of putting beers away uh, with Brett and some other stuff that I'm kind of excited to start playing with. Well, I guess the big thing is next week um, we are attempting a spontaneously fermented beer next week, and that um, one's called the. Uh, we haven't had a name for it yet because oh, okay. that's that's going to be put away for at least a year. Uh, we'll brew it on this Monday. Hopefully, it gets cold enough. Okay. Um, and we'll see what happens. So I know of one coming up in the future. Is there the comma like you have yes? One? That is, I think this Saturday. That oh, is this a, Saturday. Okay, there's a barrel aged barley wine. Okay. So and how you feel about that one? Um, it's good. Um, it is not. It is is an English style barley wine. So have you ever tried one like this or yes? Like a um, it's, oh, okay. It's definitely it's it's got a lot of barrel barrel character to it. Uh, so it's not completely traditional, but it is. It is malty. It is big, warming. It is, it is not like your stone or barley wine. It is okay. It is more subtle, more up my alley. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Mandy loves this beer. Yeah, uh, she really enjoys it. It okay. does have a little oxidative character, so it's got some dark fruits notes that come come from nice. that barrel. And the barrels we got have a huge vanilla character to it, so it is. It's it's big. So with our, our ones that we still have, of we have uh, Deep Roots, Spook Hill. What's one that you still can drink all the time? Like, uh, Spook Hill. Spook, Spook Hill, Hill is, I think, is the <coughs> collective brewery favorite. Um, I think that's why it's kind of ended up in cans so fast is because we just want to drink it in cans. Right. Um, but, yeah, I love my IPAs. But I also – I guess I love my pale ales. I like hoppy, but I like to drink a few. I don't – I can't drink – five seven percent ipas so let's talk about deep roots uh you got back from denver a few months ago i wish we got to go out to denver oh you didn't get to go no i didn't get to go um no uh so, so how did you find out when did you find uh, we were, out well, i think all of us were watching it live stream at the house <laughs> okay so yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. about this because many people probably don't know what we're talking about and uh so only two florida breweries yes were awarded uh, apparently uh, mandy's the lucky charm I think so, because I, uh, I find it so funny that Coppertail and you were awarded silvers. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Deep Roots winning an award. Yeah. Uh, Germans, we... So where people might get confused is we enter in the German-style all beer, and it is German-style all beer inspired, but people might call me out, well, it doesn't say all beer on the can. Um, I think hybrid amber ale sells way better than all beer. Because I saw um, hybrid in there, and I yes. was like, yes. So um, I like that. I don't really want to have to explain what alt beer is every time I'm at a beer right. fest or, you know, it's easier. People understand mm-hmm. Amber Ale. Yeah. Um, but we were excited. I think my biggest disappointment was that I didn't get to meet Charlie Papazian. Every, been good. You get to shake his hand every time oh, that's you true, win, you right? get to shake his hand on stage. Yeah. Uh, and that's where it's where it all began for me is the You've joy read. of homebrewing. Talking about like the books that Charles written and everything like that. That had to be huge for you to win a silver. Uh, oh, absolutely! Like that. Uh, especially within our first year here, our first GAB GF. Well, I guess technically not our first because we. Well, I guess we weren't open. 
Uh, so yes, it was technically within our first year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I think exciting for all of us and. I never – that was, I guess, my – well, I guess I won Best of Florida. I got a bronze in Best of Florida at CAST. But um, that was my first, like, major medal. Um, That's huge. I wasn't a big competitive home brewer right. uh, like some of my other friends were. Um, but, yeah, it was um, it was definitely validation for, you know. Oh, yeah. I would – yeah. And the fact that – and he has to taste every beer. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it's a lot of numerous people. I think Charlie's just there to be a face. Right. And okay, yeah. to kind of give you your medal. I mean, he has been doing it for yeah. – decades now I mean, yes yeah yeah, yeah yeah and so what have you read by him because this came up last uh, week in the when, Cigar City episode so cliche story Mandy actually bought me the homebrew kit from Hearts uh, but with the kit came Joy of Homebrewing uh, so that was kind of my guide to the whole start of brewing and uh, Mandy how long have you guys been together uh, it'll be 10 years here shortly oh shit really yeah. alright baby we gotta catch up so <laughs> That's awesome to hear, though. I love that. Ten yeah, years, it's huh? Been, we've been yeah, on this journey. We, I guess we discovered beer together and been on this journey together since... since. So, who started working in beer first, then? Ooh. Yeah, timelines. Because um, she was Red Light, Red that's, Light... That's a very interesting was question. Was it Bennett? We, we Bennett both worked Red Light, at Red Emporium. Light? Uh, she okay. started at Bennett. Really, so, she started uh, the we, Bennett one. We both... I guess it might come down to the interview... Um, <laughs> she technically got interviewed first at Shipyard. Okay, okay. So she might win that debate. <coughs> that's really funny. That's that's awesome. So again, congratulations on Thank on you. getting the Thank silver you. because as a hybrid goes, that that deep roots is fantastic. And we were just sipping on that just now before yeah, this one. It's I'd like to say it's nothing exciting, um, but it's clean. And do you it, feel that? Do you feel it's nothing exciting? It's supposed. To, it's just supposed to be. Um, because when we just say hybrid... A, like a session beer. It's just meant to be... It's not meant to be thunk, thought about. It's okay. just meant to be drank and enjoyed and, you know, it's just clean and nothing exciting. It's just a nice drinking beer. And were you shocked to shit when you won the award then? Because obviously if it's uh, not... Yeah, it means a lot because you can't really, you can't really hide too much in that beer. Uh, if there was something off or something in our process that we were doing wrong, you cannot hide it in that beer. Okay. It, it'll show in that beer. Um with things like our IPA, things that are more aggressively hopped or like death roll where you get this big roast chocolate. You mm-hmm. can hide a lot in those beers, yeah. but no, it, it definitely meant a lot for that beer, that beer specifically. I'm so beer happy one. for you, man. Uh, especially again, two breweries, Coppertail and you getting in that, that yeah. means, that means a lot. Uh, so we can, we, you can, cause it is canned. You could get deep roots. So where, where are we seeing distribution for uh, you guys? Just in central Florida at this point. Right. Uh, I think the furthest East we go is the coast. I think, uh, I'm gonna probably murder this, but I think Daytona. I was gonna say Daytona um, has that massive Melbourne all down. I can't. I don't know how south we go, but then we go uh, to the west. We go to Lakeland. I believe this is as far as we go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, seeing the cans out, I've been to ABC total. Yes, you see them there. It's good to see your stuff out there. Um, and what else is canned? What else can people in, in Central Florida get? Um, Never Nude will be having a big distribution. Um, oh, congrats. I like um, that. I guess all across Central Florida. Um, we'll be doing Carl here pretty soon in cans. Um, and Erlene is only here in, in the brewery. In the brewery, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and that is almost out. I know. Yeah. So talk about that one because that... Well, that's where we're bringing back Carl. So Carl was okay. kind of the first the first experiment with this these type of super hopped beers um so we're bringing him back um here shortly i think within february march 
And who is Arlene? Uh, no one. Um, so where Carl, I guess where it all comes from is we were going to brew this big kind of like double IPA. Um, and we were just, we're going through names just like, this is kind of like a big, a big thing for us. Cause sometimes we are just not creative uh, okay. and a beer has to have a name. I think we discovered, we did like a robust quarter about a year ago and we called it a robust porter. It was like, once we had it on the board, it was like, that doesn't sound like fun. Like, so <laughs> right. we realized that beers just have to have a name. So do you do that first? Do you make the beer first, then the name? Sometimes. Or, okay, sometimes. like Percolator, obviously. Well, no, we actually went yeah. through that. You yeah. said there we, was That didn't the have idea. a name. Right. You had the cherry and the chocolate. Most of the time, the I would say it's brewed before it has a name. Okay. Uh, just because we like to put ourselves under stupid amount of pressure. Um, but where Carl came from, we were good. Just, we were just going through stupid name after stupid name. Like, that's not going to work. And then I finally, I think Ryan, the owner, Ryan, uh, texted me one day, just said, oh, let's call it Hop Haze. And I was just like, ah, that just sounds goofy. Can mm. we just call it Carl? And he's like, sure. Get out. Okay. Uh, and so I, and I don't know why Carl, uh, Carl just is a, sorry if your name's Carl. Uh, it's just always been like a weird kind of, just kind of a boring name. Like I'll, I'll save everybody. Oh, the only Carl I can think of right now is the character from uh, Aqua, Aqua Team. And yeah. that's kind of where it came from. There's an episode where like Meatwad is running a, um, a car <laughs> wash, and they just yeah, I don't know. It's like so. I was like, let's just name it Carl. Carl's my favorite, just based on I'm a Giants fan, New York Giants fan, and, or a Nats fan. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's so funny to think like that's. That like I don't want to be that guy when I'm in my well he probably is in his forties uh, damn Carl and then Erlene so another just an evolution of trying to find another the weirdest fe- female name in that kind of in that kind of realm um, does anybody because uh, I anywhere I go and everywhere I go if Erlene was on tap or like Topher GB yeah it kind of uh, disappeared can, pretty fast and it did we were excited to see uh, that. does anybody go ahead and sing along to White Stripes or uh, Dolly Parton's uh, Dolly Parton I forget what her name is at Gnarly Barley but she, when they they actually did their holiday party here how a part of it here? and she was just yelling it at the top of her lungs it was pretty, Everywhere. It was pretty Everywhere awesome yeah. and, and so I find it funny because I still anytime someone we still have a can of Erlene in the, in the fridge it's like Every time I open the fridge, it's like Erlene, Erlene. Now, what's the red or the the white stripes melody? Oh, oh no, they they did a cover of it. Oh, okay, and, okay. Right, I'm gonna look at yes, and I'm gonna get acknowledgement, and it's fantastic. That is one of my favorite covers of all time. Have I to have check to it say, out. yeah, you have to. It's just really cool how they did it, and um, and then there was me taking. Uh, Jolene and putting it on 33 on a 45. Have you ever tried this where it becomes this very... Absolutely. Uh, there was a record years ago when I first started buying vinyl that I pl- and it was a doom metal stoner band that I had played on 33 instead of 45 and didn't realize it for quite some time. <laughs> like, I love hearing Jolene to be like that darker than it is. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's just so funny. Um, so we have a, I want to give a shout out to a podcast. We, we haven't met these guys yet. Technically we have, but, um, we never mentioned them and they're kind of putting, uh, podcasting here in Florida on the map as we're trying to reach out because we want people to travel here in Florida to drink the beer, but Tom and Dan. Yes. You guys have a, a beer? Yes, we, uh, we, well, we've done a beer, but we do sponsor that. And uh, I'm sure if you listen to Tom and Dan, uh, you have heard Ryan. And our, I have to apologize. Our, I, I haven't. Like our, one of our audio mixers, he's good friends with them, and he's, he's worked with them. And 
I need to. Podcasting for me uh, hasn't really been something where I'm always, I'm, I'm a huge music fanatic. Yeah. I had a record store, so a lot of music that I do is in the car. But podcasting does happen sometimes where I have to let go. I don't, yeah, I don't know if you've kind of recognized this, but I feel like as I get older, I don't, I like my, my silence when I can, when I can get yeah. silence. Like, so I have started to listen to a little bit more podcasts on the drive home there you or, go. um, yeah, I kind of reserve music for at home or when I'm really just looking to, I guess I listen to a lot of music at the brewery. Okay. So, so what do we, what that, do we listen to while we're here? Uh, anything and everything, everything. um, depends on the mood. Um, so some of your favorite bands. Let's talk about some of your favorite bands. Well, that, I, that, I feel like you were going to ask. I knew this. You were going to ask this yeah. question. And, and it's come it's, up it's with so, everybody. It's so hard to pull this out uh, out of the bag for me or to my head. Last um, thing you were listening to. Let's say that. Uh, before you came in, I was playing, and I'm sure someone will be like, oh, of course he was listening to this, but I was playing my Black Sabbath, Motorhead, Thin Lizzy playlist. That's a good playlist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in the mornings, sometimes it's... A lot of the times it's like 70s outlaw country. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then as the day progresses, uh, generally it's in the the rock and roll vein. Generally it's, you know, classic heavy metal. Or I try to be polite to my assistant. I try not to put on something that's too, um, too heavy metal. Um, and who's your assistant? Who helps you out? Uh, Jake. Uh, Jake. Jake Scott. Okay. Hi, yeah. Jake. Um, so I try to be polite to him. What is he, what is he like? Do you know, like... I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll call him out here. This one time he put on Disturbed, which I think he was trying to be like, oh, he'll like this is heavy heavy rock, and I was like, oh, this just never this never goes on again. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but he, I, I wouldn't he, even he's know. Eclect- he's eclectic. I think he got in. He got in. <laughs> probably one of the only times he got in earlier than I did. Uh, I walked into DMX playing, so I think he has an eclectic taste in music. I was uh, I was gonna make a DMX joke and be like what, but that's the only lyric I think I know from a DMX. I think song that's why what? I will put it on for him because just DMX is just such a character, just like ah, ah, what, and yeah, making so many what? noises in the background. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I couldn't even imagine what I would have as a playlist if I was brewing because a, a lot of a lot of the time when I am creating either on the podcast, a film, or just even. At home, uh, for me, music is a necessity. Over ten thousand vinyl uh, at oh, home. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I had that record. I hope you store. don't have to move anytime. Oh yeah. Um, I don't want to look at the wife right now, even though she's walking around <laughs> the camera. We do plan on it. We do. Um, oh, good luck. The Northwest is always calling, and I I hope to do a season of this in the Northwest for Oregon and and, and Washington. That's uh, it's kind of where Red Cypress ended up. The idea, the started getting rolling was in Bend, Oregon. Yes. Uh, Ryan, Ryan and Ashlyn made it out there for some odd reason and just said, we got to open up a brewery. And why not Bend? What happened here? Uh, they did. Uh, I think they had an offer on a house. Um, oh. I can't say, I don't know why, what stopped them. Yeah. But they, I think they had an offer on a house out in Bend or Portland somewhere. Um, but just, I don't know. Have you been? Have you been out yes, in the Northwest? Yes. Uh, Portland's awesome. I wish I went to more strip clubs. Um, Are there? It is the most strip club per capita. What? Yes. Uh, there's. We got married out there. There is a strip club for everyone. Never been. Now, I feel like a dirty old man I, now no. that I'm on. Now that I'm on record talking about yeah. strip clubs. Yeah. What's going on? But there? there's there's a vegan strip club. There's like a, <laughs> there's like a heavy metal strip of club. Course. Like of course. There's a there's a there's literally Cascade has done tap takeovers at the strip club behind them. No shit, a Cascade tap oh, yeah. takeover. Uh, there, yeah, there's, there's one like right behind them. Um, 
And I've heard numerous stories of that. Because there's Green Dragon across the street. Uh, so maybe yes. we went yeah. across the street. Yeah, it's behind the wrong way. Yeah, it's behind. Behind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That is so funny because honestly, Jillian and I, I've never been to a strip club. Don't ever plan. I really don't. I, I, I just don't. I would be their therapist more than anything. I'm not saying that daddy issues or anything like that. Please don't even think of it that way. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I just You just want to cuddle and talk. Yeah, and that would be with my wife at home. But, uh, you know, but it, it's weird. We don't have a stripping pole in the house. But, uh, I, yeah, I've never, never even thought about it because I lived in Tampa. And if you think about it, there's a Mons Venus. Yep. With golf ball distance away from yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah, can literally go have beers because they don't serve alcohol. Don't yeah. I don't I don't know why I know Venus. that uh, they yeah. don't serve alcohol at Mons Venus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just food, right? I think it's just food. At uh, no, you, if you're hungry, you probably go. It used to be a Taco Bell, but now it's a pizza place. Oh, Adam Tobias, you lied to us. Our uh, sound mixer. I think he said that, like they had good food at at Mons Venus, and we're like we're driving, going. Yep. I don't know what he's eating. But, uh, <laughs> There's, I, I have not seen any food in It's Venus. the gum under the table. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm giving that. That I just made it PG so for Tobias' sake. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love it out there. The Northwest is – there's just such good beer out there. Yeah. Uh, where do you – so can I ask where you get your hops from now? Is uh, that, I mean everywhere. Everywhere. Um, okay. I generally – I would say about 80% of mine are American. Um, I would oh. say probably about 90 – I use about 90% American hops. I very rarely use um, – European hops. Uh, I will. Uh, like we are brewing a Pilsner here over the summer, uh, and Pilsner Raquel is one of my favorites. So I definitely think I'm just gonna overload it with saws, just like they do. Okay. Um, so I will probably be using some European hops then. But yeah, I, most of it comes out from the Pacific Northwest and yes. and that area. And uh, I I feel with beers when you know it, when you know where they're coming from, you <clears throat> you could taste it. Like I really feel uh, I. You guys are really easy-drinking easy beers, and I yep. love what you're making because there's a lot of flavor in it. Well, I think a lot of that comes flavor. from me. Where, yeah, we do have our big beers, but I, I think a lot, all, all of us here really enjoy just lower alcohol. We like to yeah. drink, and um, we want to have four or five, not just two. And I like hearing in the Cigar City episode, Wayne mentions lower ABV, more, more flavor. You will get that you know, more appreciation. And then you speak to Mike Wallace in the 1010 episode where they're making endurance beers. And I use the quotations because away from sessions, Mike's making endurance beers. And I love that with the repeater, uh, keep going with that Fugazi stuff. I think that's fantastic. And I, again, I love the fact that music comes up so much in these beers. I really do. The fact Uh, that you're making an Erlene and would you ever think some asshole like me is going to be singing Jolene over Erlene? It's just, it's fun. And it's something. And I think that's something you would appreciate because. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's country. fun for me too, because we don't really, we don't really blast these out like our Pilsner is called Subdivisions. But when someone realizes that it's a Rush song, yeah. like yeah. that's when I get excited, and they get excited also. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, if you don't, if you don't know it's a Rush song, that we're kind of another reason why it all plays in together. There's, we're surrounded by subdivisions. Like, okay, there's there's sense. more yeah. to that name than just a rush uh, And it makes so much sense. You're right. Yeah. And I think it's fun because a lot of people, uh, when talking about, they're like, man, you talk about this guy, Bob Mould. I don't even know who that is. And either you go research who he is because these are, this is the music that the brewers are listening mm-hmm. to. If it's punk rock, hardcore, metal, death metal, Norwegian death metal, uh, country, to even, shit, if you need to put on classical just to say... At the end of the day, I'm doing yeah. a half hour of, let's say, an opera. I mean, people could look at you maybe just like, you, you don't really hear it, but you could be like, music, I feel, makes so much better, everything better. And, oh, absolutely. And you really craft better, I feel, mm-hmm. too. Um, 
probably was a little bit more inspired a few years ago with music and other things where where we talked about kind of earlier where does the idea come from like um not to beat a dead horse but we did another it's actually still being brewed at Casper the Working Man Porter okay that actually started with a a rush song or I wanted to name the beer Working Man and I worked backwards and that's kind of if I'm going that route that's generally how I I work as I work backwards is get out okay you know, so you have the whole I have, plan. The, I have the name and, and you know you working to kind of I guess put this beer on is um working man in is technically porter uh yep. and porter I was like okay but you know what a, a working man doesn't want to doesn't want to drink a robust porter or something right. so it was it was supposed to be just this easy, easy drinking porter that had all the notes, the complexities of porter, but was also, for lack of a better term, chuggable at the same time. Um, so that yeah, they, sometimes I work backwards. Sometimes it's just they they come out they come out of nowhere. So are what we're seeing here at the brewery, how many tanks do we have? Uh, we this is an interesting question. We have four stainless tanks, uh, two photos, and numerous barrels, uh, and then we have one bright tank. And is this enough to make the beer that you want to consistently make, or do you ever want to? Depending on the week, uh, okay. no. We, we have a we have a lot of room to expand. Good. Uh, we have room for 20, 20 more fermenters. And would you like that? Uh, well, that means more hands. Would, on deck. would the owners like that? Yes, yeah. yes. But no, am I looking forward to becoming more of a manager and not a brewer? No, absolutely not. Really? Uh, no. Would you find yourself doing that already, though, or no? Huh. That's fine, but I only have to manage me, and I don't really have to manage Jake. I have to yell at him every now and then, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not looking forward to scheduling and all that nonsense. I, I, I want to be mashing in every day. I can't, I, can't, I can't wait to see who Jake is. I'm picturing the, that show, Silicon Valley. Um, okay. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Jared. Jared. On, is he the... Is he, that's, the quiet one, the weirder one. Like, he's very soft-spoken and very nervous all the time he's just like very and uh, uh no uh jake is not like that he okay will, he is he is more actually yeah, richer than like is yeah, he, yeah okay he, he, he will definitely not shy away from i think probably a lot of it feeds for me too he will tell you tell he will tell you what he thinks okay good i like that actually because that actually honestly well, i wish he would shut his mouth more <laughs> <laughs> That's, and then uh so uh we have room to expand do you yeah. think that ever will happen? Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess to my earlier point, like some weeks we are. Oh, that's right. We are all the tanks are full, and we're we're looking for room. But then you know we get we get the distributors fulfilled, and then the next week we're kind of picking up the pieces from that week and getting getting prepared prepared for the next shitstorm that comes. Like right. so, we're in this this balancing act of yeah. One week do we do we wish we had more tanks? Absolutely. But the other week we're okay. Good. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Because I would like to see more. You you guys are out there. Are there things that you're doing? I know you guys have a yoga events coming. This is a thing yes. happening in Florida right now. Uh, yeah, I'm, who's running this? Um, I think it's a it's an outside lady that either found us or we found her. Um, God, uh, I try to stay out of the tap room, so I know we do events, but uh, I know they're here sweating in the brewery uh, when yeah. I'm gone on Sundays. But okay, uh, that's right. It is it, on yeah, it's, I think it's every other Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And you could probably find, you'll find that on your Facebook or because yes. I know Vicky um, over at Red Light Red Light because we mentioned them she does uh, she's been doing 
uh, yoga there, and I know uh, Central 28's doing yoga. Yeah, uh, so, Dan's mom does the yoga. Yeah, over yeah, yeah, it's so funny. So I, I think it's great to see, though, uh, working out. Now, crazy as everybody's been talking about it, uh, Jillian found this, whatever these buzzfeeding, whatever these clips are. One of those, like, here's a two-minute spot. And you just see it, it is women literally holding a beer bottle and doing yoga with their real bottle in their hand. I'm like, no shit, I guess that is what the beer yoga probably looks like. I just thought, I just thought you were at a brewery doing yeah. yoga. No, I didn't think that there was going to be hardware in your hand. Like I you're think, drinking with a bottle or a can. I and think that what we do is, I was kind of, I didn't know you paid for yoga. I, I was very surprised in that. Um, I thought it was just like a, kind of like a, you show up and we all just, and it was just do all, stretches. Yeah, you all you know? stretch out together, um, right. But I guess the deal is you, you pay your entrance fee ah. and then you get a beer and that it, your entrance fee is included. Well, that would make sense. Your beer is included with your entrance fee. Because then you're basically paying for your tab while you're stretching and that would yeah. make sense. But yeah, uh, yeah, you do have to pay for stretching. I, I, uh, I was unaware. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've never been. I never been. Uh, neither uh, have I, and uh, I don't think I'll ever. No, I, ne- I probably never will. As uh, somebody tends to try to, like, she does. She wakes up at six a.m. You might get a couple's gift for Christmas now. So, we like to do this thing called brutally honest. Yes. And um, I think this is going to take us into a ten-minute wrap-up of this. So, the brutally honestly, uh, brut- brutally honest question comes from our social media. Yes. Uh, this gentleman just moved to Scotland about um, wow. 10 months ago, um, uh, we used to work together, and I think you're the perfect person to ask this to. And his question basically was, what is a beer trend that deserves to die? Ooh, I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people, even some friends. Um, And thank you, Ryan Coleman, for this question. To me, um, dessert beers. I mean, they're great to have a sip of and say yeah that you know that does taste like oreos that does taste like you know blah 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 okay okay but i get it is that sustainable uh, i mean i guess i don't know it's just not something i think even mike touched on this point i think even mike and i from mike wallace from tintin yeah get on this conversation every time we get together it's just we like drinking beer mm-hmm. um and i feel Somebody else there, Horace, does put great yeah, and no, flavor and in those beers. And I, I, yeah. I know that it's a trend. We do the same thing here. Um, it gets people out. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did like a German chocolate cake thing that people were kind of raving about. I mean, is it is it a challenge for me to produce things that taste a certain way? Yes. Uh, okay, is it something right. I want to fill up a whole tank full and constantly be brewing all the time? Absolutely not. Um, and, and I know uh, a lot of um, breweries are doing this, and they are becoming popular with yeah. it. We do see um, Angry Chair that make a tiramisu or that, that yeah. German yeah. chocolate cake, mm-hmm. which I actually love. I, I, when I had that German chocolate cake when we were there at the brewery, fantastic to me. Yeah. I, I get it, and I liked it. Uh, Sticky Treats from, from Funky Buddha. Yeah, Funky Buddha. Damn, that was refreshing because that came out. I think I got to try that. That was July or August. And here in Florida, shit, that made sense to me. Was I was I getting high and drinking it? No, (laughs) not really, because I would have been done in in one sip. But um, this was something I had at 4 p.m. on a Saturday when it's hot, Sunday when it's hot, the puppies are outside with us, and the flavor really came out. but there are ones that I do tend to look at and go, no, 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 no. I, I don't know. Maybe that is too much for me. And I did wind up getting a bottle of the maple bacon coffee porter. Yeah. I mean, and like, like I said, they're that's interesting a bottle to try. Me, though. Yeah, yeah it's a bottle to try. Um, I do. I 
do take advantage of some of my nerdier friends and you know because I do have to pay attention on what's going on and how these beers taste so if the apocalypse does come and I that's all I have to brew um, I have to be prepared for that. Is that the that. apocalypse? Is that I, it? I think so. Yeah. If, if it, we're just drinking sugar <laughs> sugar beer oh man I I think I'll probably quit. Is there one beer you could ever drink though? Do you feel like um, it was a beer that you couldn't ever like you've tasted one? Oh no 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 uh, um no I don't know I I like drinking beer and I like I like figuring out what's good about it what's what's wrong about it like um there's probably quite a bit of beers that I probably will never drink again um but I'll probably I'll probably taste it again right I probably won't order one I'll uh I'll piggyback off of like people like Horace and Hey, uh, when you get a bottle of that, let me let me taste that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I love bottle sharing. I really do. I, I've we've met a lot of great people, and again, there is this whole one side of the table is people geeking out and loving, loving, loving. Yeah, and a lot of people that that, that tend to fr- frustrate other people. Abbreviations we got into uh, uh, last week with Cigar City, where we should be typing it out. We should be talking about the beer. We should honor the brewery. I don't want to sit there and be like, got an RC, OD, or, or, or um, DR for Deep Roots. You know, these, these acronyms are driving me nuts, but also where well, people I'm, don't I mean, honor I'm not your opinion. In, I'm not even on the internet, and like, I'm, sh- well, I say I'm not on the internet. I'm not like a Reddit. I don't, so when I, see, been, when right. I see these things, it takes me like 10 minutes to decipher what this abbreviation exactly. is. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So why do you think when you're typing it out uh, faster, you're making it harder on us when we're going? Well, I think we're, we're just old too. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, um, I got called out by Mandy. Um, we, I kind of used this saying in the back, uh, GTFO or get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because keep in our mind that we want to go home at some point if we don't keep that in our mind we'll just never we'll be here all we'll be right. here all day um but i was like i'm gonna get that tattooed and she's like what like that's like millennials like they abbreviate everything okay and she's like yeah that's an internet thing i like, like that. so I was, I was thankful that she called me out because i would have had this stupid gtfo any tattoo tattoos and, i'm looking at your arms like uh, a little a, like, few. a few um i'm not like I, I would they're, expect they're it for if me. that's an asshole thing um, to say. No, uh, they're they're for me. Um, okay. What I don't like, and I'm sure you've had this happen, where Manny's had this happen, where people will literally come up grab and you. grab her. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? What does this mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't touch me. Yeah, uh, don't touch me. There's a story behind it, but Manny has, Manny has a hot dog tattoo on her elbow, and literally people will scream across from the room, that girl has a hot dog tattoo, and it's like... Oh, I was not expecting to talk to you. That you, sir. Like, can, <laughs> we're just here. Yeah, by and it's those people like, that you tend to go you out of anybody because I think the nicer people, the ones they appreciate it by seeing it. But or the yeah, more, the nice people will say, "Oh yeah, I love hot dogs," and just keep walking. Yeah, and be know? like, "Oh, nice tattoo." And then we we love that nice tattoo. Oh, thanks. If we're holding hands, actually, our tattoos became a internet thing, and we're like, "Great!" Somebody made a <laughs> meme out of it. And we're like, "Shit, there we go." Hey, uh, it means you made it. You yeah, got me. You got real yeah, mean now. I don't know. Uh, and I found out at work is how I found out. I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, what's up for the future? What do we have for Red Cypress in the future? Uh, we're gonna start pulling some of the Fodor beers. Some of that has officially turned a year old at this point. Um, um, more hoppy beers. Carl's coming back out. Um, I don't know. It's all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, have we? I live day to day. It's so hard for yeah. me to. Uh, 
he good, he was uh, Ryan was bugging me beforehand because we're trying to get like a, a schedule together to kind of make a, a presentation to some other distributors and things, uh, and I kind of freaked out. I was like, I'll check it out later. Like uh, I can't. I'm trying to figure out what I have to get done today, not what I have to get done right. six months from now. Does more distributing make you nervous, though? More beer making? Um, no. Good. Um, Good. Six months ago to a year ago, yeah, it did. Because I, I came from a brew pub. And you're um, still brand new. I mean, really, technically, you guys yeah. are still babies. Um, but now the canyon line scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah, right. It, just my beer and package and having to deal with that monster of it sitting on the shelf and other other issues with just it being in package terrified the fuck out of me um but it's it's since it has worked out um my fears have been calmed a little bit we haven't had an issue yet um and what is it like to see your beer on a shelf when you go out and about how cool is that though it it's it's it really is cool um <laughs> man the, there's been one or two places where i'm like holy shit like you actually you, you bought our beer like there hasn't been too, like too big of a surprise. Like, still trying to get my beer into Wally's. Uh, that's my like oh, my neighborhood on. But like, let's do it. Seeing it in like dive bars would just blow my blow my mind. Let's get into Wally's. We're gonna. That's it. From yeah, uh, every time you go to Wally's, ask for it. Yeah. Like, hey, you, you don't have, you don't have red, red Cypress. Yeah. I thought you would by now. Now, uh, right, only like a few blocks would um, Little Indies or yep. what? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So I let's actually had a. There. Devil's Chair at Little Indies last night. Okay, there mm. you go. And so you drink your own beer when you go out. Uh, That's yes. Awesome. So in in that vein, of, you're not that guy. I mean, I guess you are that guy, but you know, somebody... actually, I actually had this conversation with Brent last night because um, he's getting in the uh, in in the works uh, of distributing his beers. Um, nice, really. Yes. So we'll get into that because we're looking at them for Record Store Day episode. Cool. Yeah, um, I that would fit them. Yeah, because the Park Ave. Yeah, exactly. You, right you can interview him while you're in line. I think that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. So. Um, but he asked, he, he's like, do you feel like you have to drink your own beer? And I was like, no. Um, I do want to appreciate the bar and kind of support them while, you know, help them go through our product But also. they'll give you the beer for free anyway. <laughs> I, I please don't. Uh, Mandy and I had this conversation all the time. Like, um, sometimes you. the like Mandy has a big uh, budget for things like that and mm-hmm. spending it out accounts and things like. Right. It's like please charge me so I can tip you and exactly. Like, I right. love free beer. Uh, don't take that as don't give me beer. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I like be if I'm buying my own beer. That means I want to be charged. Um, yeah, and that like Jillian and I will just. We tip very well, yeah. like we um, do. in the industry of hair. I had my own beer last night because just seeing what the beer goes through. I don't know where that can has been since he's left the brewery. Who knows How what happened to it? Right. Where it's been on the truck. So I like to kind of keep tabs on what's going on. And can you taste that? Absolutely. Absolutely, right? Okay, good. Yeah. Good. No, I'm a big fan, or not a big fan. I'm a try to work on my palate all the time. Good um, for you. I'm not, very, I'm not a very technical brewer. Um, so all I have is my palate, and just if it doesn't taste the way I like it or or the way I want it, it you know it, something's got to change. Okay, so final question: Is there the one beer that, if you could make it right now, what would it be? What would it taste like? And your palate screams, "Let's make that!" If we can, maybe the whole world wouldn't get it, but if you could have Garrett's own that and a pint of, that, not a that, sniffer, that's a pint a- of. Man, that's kind of a hard question because I feel like we do that already. Um, okay. But if I if I could get something like Carl or Lean in a drinkable format that kind of tasted the same, um, I, we I, a few people have said this before, and I kind of agree that that seven and a half 
percent of if you're really doing like a seven and a half to eight percent like double IPA or highly hopped IPA, I really feel like that the alcohol range really works well with the hops. Um, but like not alone, for instance, I really enjoy that beer. This is fantastic. But yeah, it's eight percent. I can't. I want. You won't be able I, to I can't have more than one. Like I will. If I'm going down that road, that means I'm going down that road and I'm getting drunk. Like, yeah. So, yeah. If I could make a four or five percent double IPA, uh, a session a session imperial double. <laughs> Damn. Um, I probably would, but I just I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out one day. Maybe we'll we'll do that here pretty soon. I would like to come back and try that. So, uh, Garrett, this has been amazing. And, yeah, thank uh, you, guys. Thank you. No, this has been great. Um, any shout-outs, anything that you want to say? Um, no. Keep drinking beer. There you go. Cheers. All right, Jeff, we'll turn it over to you. Thanks, man. The Red Cypress episode of What Ails You was produced by Jeff Brennan. Your host and co-producer is Brian Quain. Our music and audio engineering is done by Sad Myth. Jillian Quain is our photographer and designer. Special thanks to Garrett Ward, Brian Parker, Chris Parker, and shout out to Ashlyn Clover, who, by the way, does great work as a marketing and events coordinator. Also, thanks and apologies to Adam Tobias. Yeah, Adam, I think you owe me some food at, uh, at Mons Venus. <laughs> But the music that you're hearing is Subdivisions by Rush. We thought we'd add a little music at the end that's a little different than what we're used to. So this one goes out to you, Garrett. So we appreciate everything. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Definitely.